Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here and with Jesse, and we're actually at CoffeeCon. It's CoffeeCon. How are you, Joseph? I'm good. Show. Live show. And we have the one microphone that I'm going to be awkwardly passing back and forth. So we're actually recording our 99th episode, and it's going to be a sort of Q&A kind of episode. We're actually going to go around the show, talk to some people. We want to share with you what we're seeing, uh, and then we'll answer some questions, and uh, we're going to have some fun. But it's going to be a little bit of a different format, a little maybe broken up, but hopefully it'll come together in the end. Should be a lot of fun. I'm excited, Joseph. David Ingman from Seattle Espresso Supply. Yep. And uh, we're at Coffee Con. Uh, we're at Coffee Con. It's, it's, a uh, so far, so good. Lots of, lots of coffee consumed. Um, it's a bit slow, but it's also full of amazing people. So yeah. it's cool. Uh-huh. Why do you think people should, uh, well, as we like to say, give a crop about their coffee? <laughs> oh, boy. Because I think coffee is one of the last sustainable and ethical industries that people can readily and easily be a part of and support. Um, the fact that the farmers put so much work in and the farmers themselves benefit their communities in location um, can be something that's easy to support as a consumer, especially going to your local coffee shop that is a specialty coffee provider, um, utilizing their coffee, asking questions about it, and just becoming engaged. Uh, so it's a pretty important industry and it makes a huge difference in, in people's lives that otherwise wouldn't be able to, to experience that. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's a perfect answer. Uh, I mean, that's what I try and explain to people is just the coffee is one of the easiest ways to vote with your dollar yeah. to really reach all sorts of wonderful people and all the yeah. work that they put into that. Uh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Great. Oh, what do you think about a show like this, which is quite a bit different than the typical sort of industry shows that we're kind of used to? Yeah, um, I think this is a cool show for people who aren't in the industry necessarily, but are interested in being a part of it as a consumer. So there's a lot of amazing coffee roasters here. There's equipment providers. There's there's authors and book retailers. And so it's kind of a glimpse into the overall market and gives gives a good approach to it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, David. You're welcome. I was here with Joshua at uh, CoffeeCon and um, just jumping around, checking things out. He's with Batdorf and Bronson. Uh, this is one of my favorite questions to ask people. Why do you think people should give a crop about their coffee? Why should they give a crop? Of, that's a pun. Oh, A little bit. Have you spent much time in our main offices in Olympia? Because <laughs> our president has an open-door policy. Some would say, unfortunately, because he loves to call out puns all the time. So whatever conversations are going on in the business, the serious business of coffee, right outside his door, you'll hear puns come pouring out. So... For many, many years, coffee, of course, was kind of seen as just a commodity, right? And it was something you drank in the morning. You didn't really care about the flavor so much as you care about the effect. The effect was what people wanted. And really, it's part of the story of coffee as it, you know, as it grew in acceptance um, as a product in, in everyone's homes, was that it really was part of your work life, right? It got you up, got you going so you can go out and work all day. Well. We find ourselves now as, as coffee professionals in a place where coffee is truly a culinary item. And that's been happening. I mean, it always has been. But there's now enough differentiation um, amongst folks who go and source coffee that we've been spending the last, you know, 40, 50 years getting to know the farmers on the ground and talking to them about their coffee, not as a commodity, but as a culinary item. Right. And so we start to bridge that that relationship between someone's home, the kitchen where they're making coffee, right, every day as a part of their life, and the farm where it's grown, and growing that relationship. And as we've grown that relationship as an industry, um, what we've found is that, you know, this truly is something that's akin to any other fine ingredient in your kitchen that you're making meals out of. 
Um, today here we're doing a, 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 a mock tale using cold brew coffee. It's a Lamanita from Costa Rica, um, a great relationship we've had down there for many, many years. And we're shaking it with some, uh, some coconut milk we've reduced down with ginger and a little bit of cracked white pepper. Um, and then that's uh, with a little bit of white chocolate in there and a lime. And it makes this lovely, rich, full drink, which is refreshing. And you know what? It still has that effect. It still has the, the psychotropic effect of coffee, right? You still get your little bump, but you also get this whole explosion of flavors in your mouth. And, and that's, it's the possibility that uh, the consumer has, the coffee drinker has. Let's not even call them consumers because we're moving out of the model of consumption. Right. This is a coffee drinker. Yep. Someone who's drinking the coffee, appreciating it as something in their home that, um, that adds to, increases the joy of every meal that they're having. So that's my answer. Does that work? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Okay, cool. All right, so here we are. We've got Noah, our new friend Noah, who stopped by the booth yeah. uh, visiting CoffeeCon. What, what do you think of the show so far? Show's been awesome. I just attended uh, Aeropress Hacks, and Aeropress is kind of my jam. So, I've had fruity pebbles donuts. I've had uh, I've had sticky buns, and I've had a ton of coffee. So it's been great. Uh, let me ask you a question that I kind of like to ask a lot of people: Why do you give a crop about your coffee? Or why do you care about your coffee? Because how I start my day every day, and there's no better way to start it than coffee. Let me ask you one more. So you say, you, say AeroPress is your jam. Yeah. Uh, can you maybe briefly tell us how you got into it and what do you like about it so much? Uh, I like that I can take it everywhere with me. I've taken my AeroPress to Norway. I'm actually from Canada, so I've taken my AeroPress like anywhere and everywhere, all across America, Norway, Thailand. Um, and I guess I, I like that it provides that like minimalist essence to coffee in that I can try and get that same flavor every day. Um, yeah, it's not fancy, but it does the job. That's Very cool. That describes me. So there you go. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Noah. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of the show. So as part of this Q&A show, I um, thought it'd be fun to maybe get a little personal with the uh, hosts here. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, us. I'm third personing here a little bit. Um, We've been we've been going around the show asking people why they should give a crop. We we talk all the time about why you should give a crop. Right. So I thought um, we would answer some different questions, like why the heck do you do what you do, as <laughs> as some people have asked me from time to time. Or what the heck do you do? <laughs> or what do you do? Well, um, I, I I feel like people who are listening kind of know what we do, which is at the very least we talk about coffee. <laughs> a lot, yeah. We talk a lot about the coffee. But as far as the podcast, um, and and we've we've, I, at least I've talked about this a few times already. As people have stopped by and we're sharing what's going on with the magazine, with podcast, with conduit, at the show here, when Jesse and I got started with the podcast, it was like I was going by conduit all the time. Um, you know, you had your open houses. I was learning about coffee. I was doing stuff with the magazine, and we were talking about coffee all the time. And I was like, Jesse, Jesse, let's just let's just record this. It'll be a podcast. I've got Coffee Lovers Magazine. We'll just call it Coffee Lovers Radio. It'll be great. I mean, this was before LTE. So, like, the whole idea of even having podcasts out there was kind of a weird thing. You know, it was sort of we passed that initial phase of podcasts. And so, I feel like we beat the trend on that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I certainly, maybe maybe because I was at the head of it, maybe because I had the magazine, I was already listening to tons of podcasts at the time. You were definitely and, more involved with it, yes. Yeah, and, and I was like, this is, this is a no-brainer. This makes a lot of sense. So we would sit down 
and um, we were just talking about coffee, and and we just decided to start recording it. Well, I think I think that that's what is still the best part about a lot of this whole coffee industry for me is really connecting with the people, and and so you and I were talking about can you know who drinks our coffee and how do you talk about our coffee because I'm in wholesale. How do you sell your coffee to people to teach them that it's worth getting it from us? Yes. How are you? And so we would just start talking about that. And I think that, you know, that's why we're here at CoffeeCon is because it, it really is influential in how people drink their coffee. Ordinary people drink their coffee. What was your name? Lito. Lito. Joseph. Joseph. Good to meet you. Lito. Joseph. Pleasure Jesse. to meet you. Yes. Um, so if you're up to it, I might ask you a question okay. if you want to be on the show. Sure. Um, one of my favorite questions to ask people is why do you give a crop about your cup? Or rather, why do you care about your coffee? Um, it gives me energy, <laughs> for sure. uh, especially first thing in the morning. Um, usually what I do is I get up, go for a run, and then I want a great cup of coffee just right. to finish it off because it sparks my brain and my body. And then the rest of the day is easy. When you, when you think of a great cup of coffee, what, what, does, what does that mean to you? Uh, no bitterness, has to be smooth, uh, uh, not a whole lot of aftertaste. Do you do filter coffee? I do, okay. I do. So uh, that's it. To me, that's what a great coffee is. No bitterness, no sourness, just smooth coffee beans, just as if you were chewing on a bean. I, what, what do you think about uh, the place. Uganda? Yeah. I like it. I love this. So I may come back and get one of these. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, this is the, the famous, infamous Ken Davids with CoffeeReview.com. And uh, reviews, I don't know, like 25 million coffees a year? Um, not quite. Not, not quite, quite. A lot. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, let me ask you the question that I've just been asking everyone because it's our favorite question of the year, which is uh, why... Do you think people should give a crop about their cup? Give a what? Why should they care about their coffee? Yeah. Well, because if they care about it, it tastes good. That, that's, a, that's pretty much the perfect answer. <laughs> and I suppose there's also just the opportunity to participate in a, in a kind of a dialogue with uh, nature and with culture. I mean, that sounds very academic, but th what that means is, you know, you explore different coffees and you, you learn as you explore and you're learning with your body as well as your mind and uh, where you're transcending borders and, uh, and hemispheres. So all of that, for me, has always been part of the excitement of coffee. That's a, that's a wonderful answer. Um, what, yeah, I mean, you must love a show like this then. This must be like the perfect place. Well, it's potentially a perfect place, but there should be more, more exhibitors here. There should be more roasters here. Uh, I mean, exhibiting their work. There should be simply, it should be bigger and uh, more robust. I don't quite understand. I think it's partly the fault of the coffee industry that doesn't, logically reach out it talks to itself rather than reaching out to consumers yeah i found um that's uh, that's one of the reasons why i started the magazine because i saw this this magical industry that i happened to stumble into like i got lucky and discovered all this stuff and then i said why did i never know that this was a thing and um you know trying to 
trying to change things. I, I, I feel like there's a big change in the air, especially over the past year. I've seen people in the industry just reacting completely differently to the idea of, of sort of not talking inward but turning and like connecting with just the average person over this very special thing. I don't know if, if you've seen that same thing. Well, no, but <laughs> maybe I'm not as young and as hopeful as you. But, uh, you know, I, the other thing about coffee that I always like to point out is that it's a very active beverage that, that involves people all along the chain. It's not passive like wine. And I think uh, that's both uh, that's a disadvantage commercially in a capitalist society because you can't invest in coffee buy a coffee and cellar it like you can with wine. But on the other hand, it's such a wonderful opportunity to participate. Everybody from the producer to the exporter, I mean, these are all creative acts, and then right down to the consumer. And so uh, it seems like a great opportunity for a show like this to exploit that. And people who come here are into it. Uh, somehow we just have to get the word out more for sure, yeah. I, th I think it's, it's going to be a good thing. Thank you, Ken. I really appreciate it. I'm Joseph, by the way. <laughs> Hi, I'm Valerie. Valerie. Nice to meet you, Valerie. And I'm Jacob. Pleasure Jacob. All right, pleasure. Yes. So I'm here with uh, Valerie and Jacob, or a coffee con, and I was going to ask you the question I ask everyone, which is why do you care about your coffee? Uh, well, it pays my rent, first part. Been in coffee for five years. Uh, honestly, it just is a great, great drink. Um, I mean, people love their caffeine. Everyone's got to have it. It's people's days going. I've I mean, been a barista on and off for about six years now, so I really just enjoy having interactions with my customers and enjoy and being able to bond over such a tasty creation, and also just being really proud of my artwork is just a elating feeling. It's nice having something ubiquitous be also so artful as well. There's a lot that can go into making coffee. Exactly. I mean, whether it's just a Chemex, whether it's just trip coffee. If you want to get espresso, you can get, make it a latte, maybe just an americano. It's a lot of ways to take it. Definitely an art and a science. Uh, and you all are from Alaska. You're visiting here yeah. just for the show, or yeah, part of the reason. But we're also here to see a concert, Streetlight Manifesto. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And you listen to the show, so yeah. fans, <laughs> fans of the show on the show. Love coffee. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I'm with Matthew the Beanbox, and uh, I'm going to ask him the question I like to ask everyone, which is, why do you think people should give a crap about their cup? I'm kind of dumbstruck. Um, I'll tell you why I give Yes, a, let's go with that. Why do you give a crop about yeah, your cup? Why do I give a crop about my cup? It's because for me, coffee, first of all, it's my livelihood. But separate from that, this is what I do first thing every single day of my life. And you set your intention for the day based on what you do. And for me, that's brewing coffee. It's the grinding. It's the water. It's the brewing. It's the enjoying that first cup. And so for me, I literally set my intention when I make my coffee. And that's something I do every single day. And the worst thing, in, in my opinion, is to have habits you do without thinking about them. So by setting that intention in the morning, I generate a lot of meaning for myself. Plus, I enjoy the coffee. So that's what it boils down to, is waking up, starting my day, and doing that with a thoughtful experience around what I drink. Mindfulness and coffee—that's a—that's a good combination. It kind of kind of shines a, another light on Beanbox too. Like you're you're kind of bringing <laughs> that 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 mindfulness ability for people to explore and be aware of what they're doing. 
Every morning, yeah. We'd like to think that we're helping people have better mornings. And that's what it comes down to. Coffee is a, a morning drink. Sure, we love it during the day, but um, that's really a habit that we all grow up with from the time we're in our late teens or so. And too many people do that without thinking. They just run out and get whatever drink is their habit. But when you start to give it more meaning, you give your day more meaning. And uh, that's super valuable. That's really well put. Um, for those who aren't familiar with Beanbox, you want to give a quick little uh, <laughs> explanation of what you all do? Sure. Uh, Beanbox is a coffee gift and subscription company. We're based in Seattle. We have a network of 30 different roasters. 26 of them are in Seattle and four of them are down in Portland. And we focus on curation, discovering new coffees, and also the freshness of what we ship. And that's what we do. Been a big fan for a long time. It's always good to chat, Matthew. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so it's actually a couple days later now, and it's a Tuesday, and we're back at Conduit. The show was uh, this past weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Thank you for having me over, Jesse. Oh, absolutely. It's good to see you again, Joseph. You recover? <laughs> yeah, uh, still working on it. I'm actually, I, I was actually pretty good yesterday, and today it's just been like, I feel like I was run over by a freight train. <laughs> right. But uh, the show, um, these kinds of shows are always fun just uh getting to talk to people about coffee and sharing the magazine and sharing your coffee and Anchorhead's coffee I had both of you guys at the booth of course and so I think that um I think you had a good time on on Saturday uh we don't need to go into depth on it but uh what do you think about about the experience there and sharing your coffee uh I had a great time I mean it was only a few hours and I really wish I could have stayed some more uh trade shows are fun they're oddly exciting and just all the different people you get to talk to and the different questions i mean you're often talking about the same things over and over but the, every different angle depending on how the conversations are approached so i mean it's just wonderful to get out there and see true consumer coffee people asking questions and learning and being a part of that versus a regular trade show you know just for industry yeah absolutely and uh the kind of we kind of just asked everyone similar questions and i think the we'll see once it's all put together the show's put together that the answers were really varied um and that uh but but similarly themed exactly. uh, it's been fun yeah exactly I, I love the theme that you know people are really trying to care what's in their cup of coffee you know and that's obviously why we're trying to do that and why we asked that question but it was really fun to hear the different reasons and and but all kind of you know it's part of our routine and part of what we care about yeah and that's I mean, a lot of what we do on the show here, too. Um, so I had uh, some deals at the show for the magazine, and uh, we'll have one for CoffeeCon as well. We decided we want to extend that to you uh, for a few weeks uh, from the point that the show is published here, maybe like a month or so. Uh, so I put a page up at coffeeloversradio.com slash coffeecon. Um, this information will be in the show notes as well. But we're going to have the deals there. So for the magazine, uh, normally a subscription is $30 a year. The show special uh, for this show was you can subscribe for $20 for a year and you get everything that has been published so far this year. So that's another seven issues. So you get to enjoy and read a lot of Coffee Lovers magazine and then enjoy another year. I think it's a pretty good deal. Uh, and then do we know the details on the uh, the Conduit promo? Yeah, or? I, I think I do. I think, okay. yeah. Well, let me, uh, we're doing $5 off your first order on our subscription service. You know, so you get a pretty decent bag of pretty decent deal on your bag of coffee yeah yeah it's really good and conduit coffee is well obviously one of my favorites so um get some and enjoy it again coffeeloversradio.com slash coffee check it out enjoy the deals uh i'm also going to try to see if i can get some deals from other people at the show 
no promises on there, but go there, check it out. Thank you for listening. This has been Coffee Lovers Radio, episode 99. 99. 99. 99 episodes on the wall. <laughs> no, you've, you're getting into starting the after show. That'll be next. See you all in 100. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> you have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.